Hello everyone and welcome to episode 111 of the Artful Athlete podcast. And this week we are going to be talking about creative health and creative well-being. As mentioned last week, I am going back to the foundations of everything uh, because I need it. And while I am exploring, re-exploring, trying to create new parameters to support myself, I am going to share little tidbits here and there with you on this little podcast. And this means talking about health and well-being in the creative sector, in the creative realm. When we talk about health, we quite often just focus on one aspect of it. You know, it's either let's talk about mental health or physical health. Let's talk about actions and rituals that you have and you can use on the daily to support yourself. Let's talk about, I don't know, what else do people mention? Anyway, it tends to be focusing on one aspect only of yourself. It's as if in these moments where we only focus on one element, we forget that it is tying in to other parts of our body and our mind and our psyche and our creativity because creative health is a thing. You can't create if you're running on empty. It's a fact. You can't do anything when you're running on empty. So it's important to be able to have little measuring systems in place in order for you to see, ha, maybe the reason why I am having a little bit of a down at the moment, creatively speaking, is because I am not doing X, Y or Z. And because there is no such thing as a creative doctor that you can go and consult, it makes it even harder for you as a creative to diagnose yourself, if that makes sense. Without parameters in place, it just becomes difficult to really perhaps see the patterns and understand what it is that I am doing or I am not doing that is fueling this state of lack or of absence of creative flow. And using the term fueling here is actually quite telling because it's doing the opposite of fueling you. It's actually either creating a leak and making your creativity go away instead of actually feeding your creative self, feeding and fueling and empowering your creativity and therefore your art. And in these moments, it's very easy to just get really hard on ourselves and try and impose and force creation to happen when because of its flowy and flexible nature, if you're trying to impose force on it, you're not going to get a result that satisfies you on one hand. And on the other, you can actually tire yourself and drain yourself of energy a lot more than by embracing a state of flow. I've used this expression a couple of times on the podcast, but in this particular context, it feels very relevant to repeat yet again. It's about bending so you don't break. When everything feels trapped and rigid and stiff, it is important to work on bringing flexibility and a bit of movement 
in order to avoid the breakage, in order to avoid the burnout, in order to avoid hurting yourself and maybe trapping a muscle in a place that uh, is not convenient. You know, because what is felt so deeply, what is running on the wheel of your mind will have eventually an impact on the body as well. That's why when approaching health, approaching well-being, and by extension also approaching creative health and creative well-being, it is so fundamental to look at every single aspect of you. Why is it that maybe you're not having as much energy and creative drive at the moment? Let's look at the body. Maybe it's a sleep thing. Maybe you're not fueling your body enough and therefore it has to go and get energy into its emergency supply rather than being able to rely on what you regularly feed it. Maybe it needs a little bit more of this vitamin or this mineral. Maybe it's not something physical. Maybe it's about a thought that's happening in your subconscious. Maybe it is mental inflexibility. Maybe it's a self-talk that is not conducive of creation and positive impact. We all have negative thoughts. We all have moments where the mind just goes on one and you're just there on the receiving end of it being like, oh yes, I, it is my great, great fault. I should have done this. I shouldn't have done that. I'm not as good as this person. I don't deserve this. Why can I not create? Why can I not do this? Of course I can't do it. It's because of this and this and that. And you're just, you know, beating yourself up. And obviously that's not an energy and a speech, an inner speech, that will lead to the creation of something positive or that will lead to creation at all. Unless you take a step back and harness it and decide that in this particular moment, this thought, this behaviour that you're on the receiving end of is going to be the fuel for what you're about to create. And you don't have to put yourself through that. It's, you know, just a suggestion, maybe just a thought. Because some people manage to take the negative they experience and to put it into writing, to put it into music or on a painting, on a drawing, whatever. And if it's not a practice that resonates with you, you don't have to do it. Maybe what you need is to work on creating parameters finding solutions for these moments when your mind is running haywire in one direction and taking you with it and you're like, this is not where I want it to go. What are you doing? We were meant to do good stuff. This is not good. This is draining me. Because once again, it does the polar opposite of what you actually want in order to be creatively healthy. In order for your creativity to thrive, it needs fuel. So what kind of fuel does your creativity need? What kind of food does your creativity need? What kind of sleep does your creativity need? What kind of self-care does your creativity need? I've said the word creativity quite a few times in one sentence. Oh heavens. But my point still stands. You need to ask yourself these questions and identify what belongs to creative health and what belongs to creative well-being? What's the difference between health and well-being? Well, in my humble opinion, 
health is everything that you need to exist. Like I need my body, I need my breath, I need my blood, I need my lymph, I need uh, my food, I need my brain. I have these organs that I very much need to look after and if they are fine then the rest of me is fine and I can function. So creative health for me would be the elements of my creativity that basically should I remove them would stop my creative spirit altogether. What is the blood flow of my creativity? What is the breath of my creativity? Do you see what I'm trying to say? What is essential for your creativity to function? That would be creative health for me. And then we have creative well-being, which is more in the realm of self-care, of maintenance and looking after. It's an added bonus. And at the same time, it goes beyond being a bonus, really, because as I consider myself, as I consider my artist self holistically, I am taking my body, my mind, my spirit into consideration. And so when approaching creative well-being, I am taking all of these things into account. For example, something you do for your own well-being. For me, it would be going for a walk. When I take myself out on a walk, I come out of it feeling lighter, feeling more grounded, feeling more present. My breath is easier, my body feels tired but not drained and overly fatigued. My mind has been put in a situation where it can digest whatever was laying heavy inside the brain. So that is a well-being activity. I am looking after my body, my mind, my emotion by taking myself out on a walk. What action could have a similar impact on your creative flow? For me, for example, it would be ooh, <laughs> listening to music, but without lyrics. And I'll probably end up going on a walk with that music in my ears. And as I take the scenery around me within, I allow my gaze to interact with the music. Maybe I will slow down. Maybe I will trail my gaze on the top of a building and then there's a change in rhythm and all of a sudden my eyes will go to the bottom of the building and jump over the river and I see something else. It's stimulating this free flow that I get when I am into a deep creative wave, a deep positive creative wave. But I'm combining it with the beauty that is available around me and I'm combining it with somebody else's creativity. Music stirs my emotions in ways that ugh, I don't even have the right words to really describe what certain musics do to me. And it's a wonderful thing because it can inspire me. It can create entire universes in my head and then I just get to into them. Is there perhaps a similar activity that triggers that response with you? Maybe it's cooking. For one of my friends it's knitting and I admire her for that. I do not understand how it functions 
but I'm glad she has it. I am not good at knitting. I have tried. Lord knows I have tried. My mother has tried to teach me. I have seen my grandmother do it. One of my closest friends tried to teach me and then just witnessed as I lost my marbles and ended up taking all of the needles that I had at my disposition and putting it into my hair because that felt like the the best way to channel what I was feeling because of knitting. So knitting would not be an activity positive for my creative well-being because it gets me stressed. But surrendering to a piece of music, whether outside or lying down somewhere on the grass, on my bed, on the floor, that could be a positive creative well-being activity for me. What is it for you? Maybe it will take some trial and error, but that's also what's great about it. And about all of this, really, about this experience, this creative experience you're having. It's about finding what works for you. And yeah, sure, take inspiration from what other people do. But if it doesn't resonate with you, if it doesn't work on the first try, don't be disheartened or think that it means that something's wrong with you. Absolutely not. Maybe it's not the right medium for you at this time. Maybe it's not the right medium for you at all. And that's okay. So looking after your health means looking after your mental, your physical and emotional health. We understand the impact of life. We understand that there are some genetic stuff at hand. And we understand that our body and our mind are subject to what happens in our environment. We've also gained so much knowledge about the impact of emotions on the body. We talked about it a lot a couple of years ago now. Oh, good lord, this feels weird to say out loud. But yes, uh, if you look up episodes 31 to 41, that was the entire Emotions in the Body series that I did. Go back to that and explore. If you're feeling sad when creating, See where sadness is connected in the body and maybe go and seek something that will fuel that body part. All that is really, truly needed is for you to bring flexibility back in. And for that, you need bucket loads of compassion and you need patience and kindness and trial and error. There's no two ways about it. Trial and error. If you try a method and it doesn't grant you what you wanted. It's sad, but there's other methods out there and there's something that's going to fit you if you let yourself fall in. If you allow yourself the experience of failing through that too. It's a word that's being thrown around a lot on social media at the moment and in general, but it is a form of healing. Investigating different creative well-being practices, looking into your creative health, it will take time, it will not be a straight line, and there will be trials and there will be errors, and stuff that work and stuff that don't, but it's all part of the process, and that's potentially the biggest lesson in this. It's all part of the process, and all we can do is be as gentle and compassionate as we can during that time. And that's it for today. I'll catch you next week. Have a wonderful time. 
stay hydrated, enjoy the wind, grab a hot bevy and sit somewhere and gaze at this autumnal sun that is filling my heart with all the good things and I hope it does the same for you too. I'll speak to you soon. Bye.